So we want to begin with a question. The series has been loaded with questions. And we're going to ask that you bring to the forefront of your consciousness an as-of-yet-realized goal. Something that hasn't materialized for you yet. It can be big or small, personal or professional. It doesn't matter. What matters is it's something that you have pondered for a while. And in that pondering, you also kind of get an, a feeling that this is something that you want to achieve, but for some reason, it just hasn't occurred yet. Anybody have any of those? I, I know I have one or two. And so I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes for a moment and visualize the end result, the end result of that goal. What are the measurable upward shifts within your journey? How does it positively impact the journey of those around you? What are the feelings that you associate with the realization of this goal? Satisfaction, joy, empowerment. You know, Michael Beckwith said the universe will correspond to the nature of that inner feeling and manifest because that's the way you feel. Love me some Michael Beckwith, don't you? So, we now have another question for you, and that question is when you recall that goal, as we discussed last week, the root for the word goal is directed play. Directed play. Right? So you, you brought that to the forefront of your mind on the off chance. You just sign, answer silently for yourself. Did possibly some negative self-chatter kick in? Were you kind of trying to hold, hold the monkey mind chatter at bay while simultaneously holding Choice. If there is, if, if, if it were not 
psyche until the human psyche, our mind, believes. It's that false belief. Ultimately, leading an individual to the choice of not pursuing a soul-driven passion. So let's take a moment to recognize something. That before the feel-good thought of the goal, or the less than positive feeling of the monkey mind, for either of those to come toward a hole within our minds, both were just pure energy. Just pure energy. Thus, both were energy before they were commodity. And whether that energy is being directed towards the good or the bad feelings associated with the soul-driving goal, it is still energy being directed. And spiritual energy is directed by conscious choice or by unconscious thought. So this is why our affirmation card this week from Maria Namath is of such importance. And it reads, you can direct, you can direct the energies of money, time, physical vitality, creativity, enjoyment, and relationship. You can direct these energies, money, time, physical vitality, creative enjoyment, and relationship before they become a commodity in thought or form. Think about that. How are you currently directing your energy in relationship to time, money, relationships, physical vitality, creativity? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I don't play solitaire that often on the computer, and I don't post too much to Facebook. Maybe we can begin redirecting that just a little. And mastering life's energies, Maria wrote, if you direct your energy, all your energy, properly, the goal will take shape with ease. The way to Transforming the unrealized goal into the manifestation for your journey is through energy efficiency. Energy efficiency, which is the title of our lesson this morning. Energy efficiency. So you're going to leave here, and you're all going to have little tags that say energy efficient spiritual being by the time you walk out of here. Now, from the start of this series, we have asked, as I said, a lot of questions, and we, we have set the intention to offer tools and principles allowing for luminous living. A journey which unfolds from an aura of ease and grace. Is it okay with you if your journey gets a little easier? Is it okay with you if it gets a little more graceful? And of course everybody says yes to that. And we asked if your journey became more luminous than it already is. Yes, would that be okay? Of course. And we asked, are you willing to have your journey become more luminous. Of course, everyone answers yes to that. Except one person. They're not here. They went down the street to the Baptist church. So we're going to assume that it will be all right with you. That the monkey mind chatter quiets down. Would that be okay? that just a little bit, that negative self-speak, and we're going to assume that you are willing, just willing to look at directing the 
energy of your time and money and physical vitality and creativity and enjoyment and relationships just a little more efficiently in order to demonstrate the soul-driven driven goal. Now Maria calls the soul-driven goal a life's intention. A life's intention. And so I want to jump right in with two examples that she shares and she, about how to quiet down the monkey mind and how to reform that rationale that the monkey mind is giving the individual to not pursue their goal. And the two most basic things the monkey mind brings forward to hold people back is money and time. Money and time. Now, I know this isn't going to apply to y'all. You've got all the money and time that you need. So share it with your friend. Tell them to go and listen online. But there's people say, you know, there's just not enough money. There's not enough time to pursue my goal. And we're going to ask that you recall just one statement. Energy before time. Energy before time. Maria wrote, you and I are here to become conscious conduits of energy. If you're going to have what you truly want in life, focus, ease, and grace. You need to focus these energies toward your goals. These energies are money, time, physical vitality, creativity, enjoyment, and relationships. Enjoyment for people. She shared an example of a lady in the book, and this lady in her 20s, in her 20s, just desired to sing. Just desired to sing. And she says that life kind of got in the way. She got married. She worked on a farm. She had kids. Then her firstborn got married. Forty years later. Forty years later. At the age of 62, Maria's friend said, it was always something. Ever somebody say that? Always something. Man it's always something. I can understand putting a dream off for a little while. Forty years. Forty years. The, man, the friend made the commitment to refocus her energies. She hired a voice coach. A pianist. She practiced. She practiced time. She strengthened her diaphragm, physical vitality. She made her own dress, creativity. She kept a journal of all that she loved about the process, enjoyment. She let her friends cheer her own, relationships. Then and only then, after redirecting these six energies, did she have her first recital, an opera. six commodities and realized her soul-driven goal. Now, 40 years can seem like a long time when you're in your 20s. When you're in your 50s and 60s. Just, just a little different. In your 40s, it's just a little different. It's just a little different. Another example that 
Maria gave in the book, it, it really sung to me. She wrote, writes about an assistant principal. An assistant principal of school, and this guy is married, and he has kids. And what he really wanted to do, one of his passions, one of his intentions, was to create beauty. He wanted to paint. However, he was hypnotized by that monkey mind mantra. mantra and without flinching, he would say, I know we all have the same number of minutes in the day, but you don't understand. When I say there's not enough minutes in the day, I mean it. I mean it. This isn't an excuse. So it's, it's hard to argue with the monkey mind rationale when it's rooted in the effects of the physical realm. And Maria pointed out to her friend that, if, that when we do something that brings us satisfaction, we would do that for just 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes a day. At the end of one year, we will have done that 60 hours. 60 hours. That's a college level course. 60 hours. So her friend decided to spend 10 minutes a day. Just 10 minutes from 5.15 to 5.25 in his garage creating watercolor paint. And at the end of two months, he had completed two paintings. And he said he felt less stressed about time, and he was excited to realize his dream. So we ask again, will it be all right with you if the monkey mind chatter quiets down a bit? And are you willing, are you willing to consciously direct your energy of money physical vitality, creative enjoyment, and relationships just a little more efficiently, efficiently in order to demonstrate your soul-driven work. I, I thought there had to be one. You know, Esther Hicks tells us, <coughs> excuse me, that if we can hold a thought with feeling for 17 seconds, just 17 seconds, we have activated that thought to its most powerful, demonstrable conclusion within the realm of cause, what she calls source energy. And so when we understand that, when we say, okay, I've got my attention focused for 17 seconds, and I'm activating this, this thought, this desire, this intention, we have to come to the logical conclusion that perhaps focusing for 10 minutes on something we enjoy, that feeds our dream, that allows our soul to come forward and say, I am being fulfilled in this moment, living what I came here to live, that the universe is going to respond to that. The universe is going to say, wow, that's an energy I want to resonate. Willing to put 10 minutes a day into something you love. Now, I could say, are you willing to go to, and take a college course to pursue what you want best or what you want to pursue? And some are going to say, no, uh, I don't like school and they test you in school, yada, yada, yada. I agree. But are you willing? Do what you love for 10 minutes a day. 
And if the answer to that is yes, what we really want to get to right now is to understand this concept of energy before commodity. Because when we've got that it's energy before commodity, that it is our conscious choice, and how we choose to direct that spiritual energy that makes up all of the universe, what we're saying is, I get to choose. I get to actively choose where this energy is now going to manifest. And by doing it consistently for 10 minutes, not by default, not based on what the monkey mind is saying, not based on what I have been hypnotized to say, but I'm doing it based on what is allowing my soul to come alive and feel at one that feel doable? Do you have 10 minutes? I think you do. You know, that's 10 minutes to luminous living. 10 minutes to luminous living. Absolutely. Because this energy is all connected. And so if we begin to experience this elated feeling of living our soul's intention, then guess what? We carry that energy, that consciousness, over into other areas of our lives. And there's just this natural gravitation to our relationship benefits. That was one of the things about the painter, that the assistant principal, he said his wife really enjoyed him being less stressed all the time. His son came and painted with him in the garage, creating that father and son time. See, the, the experience shifts as a result of our choice to transform transform internally. As we're looking at this of time and money and what the monkey mind says, there's just, you know, there's never just enough money. And Maria uses a term that many people will recognize back from when we did the energy of money book. But she uses a term called leaking money. She applies it to leaking energy in other areas of our lives. And she had a lady that was one of her clients, and the client wanted to be well-traveled. Wanted to be well-traveled. That was her intention. But yet, in her job, she just didn't see how she could afford it. Never had that feeling. Something I want to do. And with where I am right now, I don't think I can afford it. And yada, yada, yada. And that was her monkey mind mantra. Hypnotizing her into thinking she was actually in an experience of life. And so, Maria had her write down her intention, what was the intention to be well-traveled, and then to write down a goal. And the goal was to take a week's vacation to the Caribbean within a year. That was it. Not, this is how I'm going to generate the funds, not, I'm going to try to win a trip somewhere. It was just to write the goal. And then Maria had her look at all of her finances. We've been through this exercise before. And see if there was any area where she might be leaking money, where her money might be going, but she doesn't realize it's impacting her goal. And what she found was that this lady working in the downtown area every day would go out and go to one of the coffee shops and get her a large coffee and a croissant. It's like eight bucks, seven or eight bucks. And so she quickly did the calculation and realized that if she cut that back to just two days a week, made her coffee and croissant 
treat as opposed to an everyday expectation. She could quickly save up the money for her Caribbean vacation, and she did. She did. So that becomes our question. Are we efficiently utilizing the energy that is available to us? Are we efficiently using that energy? Or does sometimes does it leak out? And it's not about cutting back. It's about redirecting, being more powerful in your intention. Maria says you can tell you're leaking, leaking energy when you're not getting true satisfaction Are you having a good time with where you're spending your energy? That's the big question. And if not, it may be time to shift that up a little bit. Dr. Holmes says we are all immersed in an atmosphere of our own thinking. This decides what shall take place in our lives. So if we're immersed in this atmosphere, and the overall feeling is this isn't much fun for me, then that's what the universe that's what the universe is saying. Oh, they're looking for an experience that's not much fun, where they can waste their time and money. So we're going to give them that. Ever thought like that? Of course. So when we speak of using energy effectively, we're talking about investing, spending it, and con conserving it. Not money, but your energy. You are the conduit direct, you direct where this energy goes before it becomes commodity. Before it becomes commodity. So think about that. If every day before you started a process of whatever you're doing that day, what would happen if you asked yourself the question, how is this best going to, this event, what I'm about, this activity, best about to you, my energy? Is it going to go towards one of my stated intentions? How can I use it towards my goal? Would your day shift up in any way? Feeling as if maybe there's not that support mechanism within our journey. Sometimes I ever feel that way? I'm the only one having to do this? Right? What if we turn that around and called folks up and said, hey, what's going on? How's your day going? you like to assist me with something? Changes everything. Esther Hicks says you are actually pre-paving your future experiences constantly. You are continually projecting your expectations into your future experiences. If the expectation is not one of energy efficiency, of the expectation of knowing you are fulfilling your soul-driven passion and your goals, has to be conscious. In Mastering Life's energy, Energies, Maria quotes Mark Victor Hansen, who said, by recording your dreams and goals on paper, you set in motion the process of becoming the person you want to be. Put your future in good hands. Your own. Your own. See, in each instance that Maria shares of assisting people to use their energy more she has them write down an intention and then a goal. What's the overall intention and then a goal? 
Our painter's intention was to be a creator of beauty. His goal was to complete one watercolor painting within 30 days. The intention of our traveler was to be well-traveled, and her goal was to go on a one-week Caribbean vacation with grace and ease. Now notice something. The two intentions are purpose-driven and focused. Purpose-driven and focused. The two goals are focused, not elaborate, and they have an end date Intention feeds the energy from the soul, and the goal feeds the energy of activity with an end in mind. Why do we want to have that end in mind? Because the energy of the soul is endless, while the energy of activity directed towards an event has a stated end. The energy of activity does not have a stated end. It feels, well, endless. Like it's never going to be over. And then the monkey mind cats in all again. And it's going, oh, this is never going to be finished. To which we can reply, yeah, thanks for sharing. Here it is. Here's my end date right here. Maria says to keep your goals and intentions short and sweet. Short and sweet, like me. And your goal, got it. And your goal, that was good. That didn't slip right over anybody. Yep. Y'all are really into this right now because you're all doing this. I'm glad I got that in there. So, Maria says to keep your intention short and sweet, and your goal will move from insight to action. Insight to action. Additionally, and perhaps more importantly, keeping the goals and intentions short and focused keeps us from trying to tell spirit how to do its work. It keeps us from the how the goals and intentions will manifest. That's not our role. Our role is to direct the energy and let the universe figure out how. Directing our energy efficiently means working in harmony with the creative energy of mind. And if we're going to work in harmony with the energy of mind, we have to get our egos out of the way. We have to get our egos out of the way. We can leave the details to spirit while we are being the conduit that, the, that directs the energy knowing that all is well. And once someone gets into fine-tuning those goals and intentions, they leave the door open for the monkey mind chatter to begin. Short and sweet. You know, Les Brown said, too many of us are living our dreams, are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. I love that quote. Too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. And what Les Brown is saying to us too many of us are not living our dreams, are not pursuing our goals, because we're living what the monkey mind has hypnotized us into believing. We are living what society or what a past experience has hypnotized us into believing. And what we really need you to hear is all that stuff from the past and all that stuff from the world of effect does not matter at all to the power that you are in this moment. Now, if you take that step back and just observe the monkey mind chatter, don't focus on it. Just observe it. Take a day and write it down. And then just observe it. What you'll find is that you can take that monkey mind chatter and turn each into an affirmation. Whatever this does. You can take that monkey mind chatter 
and begin saying, well, you know, I know what you're saying here. However, I'm going to try this anyway. You can take the power back. You can take the energy back. You can say, yes, I know that there's not enough time. But I am willing to find 10 minutes a day to pursue this. Yes, I know there's not enough money. But I am willing to find 5 bucks a week, 10 bucks a week. Put a little away. Put a little away. Now, when you can do that, when you can do that, the monkey mind won't be arguing with you. It won't be arguing with you. Now, I tell you what I want to do. Because this is all about luminous living. And we haven't gotten into the other energy shifts. The energy of creativity. The energy of relationships. The energy of enjoyment. There's a lot to cover in this particular section of the book. And so what I'm going to do is give you a redirect. Either if you haven't gotten the book yet, pick it up from the bookstore. Or go online, download it on Amazon have it shipped to you on Amazon. Okay. Not that we don't make enough money off any book sale for it to matter where you get your book. Okay? But begin absorbing that chapter. This particular chapter is energy efficiency. Go figure. And then begin asking yourself, what am I willing to do? Am I willing to make just a small shift in how I direct my energy in order to fulfill a soul-driven goal, a soul-driven driven dream. And if the answer is yes, you are willing to do that, then guess what? You are light years ahead of where other people are. Because the monkey mind is going, well, you know, he's telling you to buy yet another And in that book, there's this wonderful insight. And yes, you'll follow it for a week. But then, you know, life's going to get in the way. You're going to get busy. Things are going to come up. And that's when you have a choice. You don't leave a choiceless life. And you can say, yes, monkey mind, I hear you. I have, I'm going to not pursue expanding my awareness by working in harmony with spiritual freedom. Are you going to say, yes, monkey mind, thank you very much for that insight. I know I tend to be a procrastinator. Okay? But right now, I'm willing just to pursue this. Right now, I just want to see what I can begin Amen would have been nice somewhere today. What we can tell you is this. What we can tell you without a doubt is this. You are already living the living. 
already living your life passively in fear. I always like to say you know, that we're spiritual beings, human spiritual beings having a human experience. But I like to up level that and say we're spiritual beings creating a spiritual experience. It doesn't follow energy. It follows energy before commodity. And so since you're already living that, since that is what you already are, all you have to do is shift that perception. One of your goals have been to, I want to die at least weight. I'm going to ask you to let that go. Don't want to die. It's called domino thinking. But then set the intention. Set the intention of something that you would like to achieve. Walk the stone Okay. Hey. 